Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Rockstar Manifestors podcast. This particular episode, which is the Lunar Lessons episode, is a monthly or usually on a monthly basis episode that I do where I share my lessons and experiences and insights, etc., that I have going through the lunar cycle. And this particular episode happens to be a twofer or a double header. <laughs> if you are at all a baseball fan, you'll be familiar with the double double header uh, terminology because I am covering both the Taurus lunar cycle and the Gemini lunar cycle. And by that, I mean from when we had the Taurus new moon and that lunar cycle and then the following subsequent Gemini new moon and that lunar cycle. And uh, it wasn't planned that I did these together ahead of time, but as it turns out, it works perfectly. Both lunar cycles and the, the information that I have to share really tie together perfectly. So of course it's, it's, um, it's well, it's perfect <laughs> that it's working out this way that I'm sharing them uh, together. So normally I try to do each cycle independently, but that doesn't always work out. And so we're here today for uh, a twofer. And I'm going to start really quick with the Taurus information and then move into Gemini. And I'm not going to go through all of the details, like the actions and everything that I that I had spoken about before in prior episodes, because I think really the message is most important. And you may also be able to resonate or take away or apply the messages to your experiences uh, or what you go through, you know, how you receive messages through a lunar cycle. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that and also to keep it short. So it doesn't go on for too long since I'm covering two lunar cycles. And so what, um, <laughs> what the overall, uh, I love, uh, what is it? Analogy, right? sharing analogies or stories that exemplify what I am talking about or what I'm going to share. So uh, for context, uh, if you are new or newer to working with the lunar cycles, it is a an approximate 28-day cycle starting with the new moon. Then the full moon is about two weeks later, and then it goes back around to the next new moon. And the the, the the flow of that is we set intentions at the new moon, then we take action as the moon is getting bigger and waxing in the sky to where it starts to get bigger working towards the full moon. And then the full moon is in a different sign than the new moon. It is in an opposite sign, which shows the resistance the tension or the struggles maybe that you might be experiencing from that intention that you set. So it we take action and notice the resistance and the lessons. And at the full moon, we appreciate them. We celebrate what has manifested, the insights that we're given. And we're also releasing, releasing the resistance, releasing the things that are not helping us. And then we are reflective and looking ahead as we work through the second half of the lunar cycle. So this is uh, for Taurus, it is a Taurus new moon and a Sagittarius full moon. 
And then the Gemini combination is a Gemini new moon with a Capricorn full moon. And I'll get a little bit into each one as we go through. So the theme for these two combined lunar cycles is very wax on and wax off. <laughs> if you're familiar at all with the Karate Kid, uh, where it's this... Um, well, in this example, I would be playing the role of Danny LaRusso and the universe is playing the role of Mr. Miyagi. And the reason I say it's very wax on and wax off is because in the movie, when Danny is starting to train with Mr. Miyagi, he is given this task many times of like waxing off putting wax on cars and then taking wax off cars and doing those same motions over and over in many different tasks, painting and stripping and all these things. Right. And he consistently questions Mr. Miyagi, why am I doing this? When am I going to get to the actual karate training, if you will. Right. So that's the overall theme, how I've been feeling. And of course, it ties in because the Taurus new moon is an earth sign, which speaks to the longevity of things, the stability, the long lasting things that we do or the things that we do to create long lasting results, a very solid and stable foundation. And so it makes sense. So like I said, <laughs> it's very wax on and wax off. And the, the the general message tying into that concept is that as we headed into the Taurus new moon, uh, in my journaling, I discovered and I noted that I had been resisting my word of the year. And my word of the year for this year is discipline. And I wasn't thrilled when that kind of sorted itself out at the beginning of the year because discipline is something that I have, mm, I was about to say negative, but I will switch that. I will start changing that terminology to maybe unfavorable thoughts or conceptions about that. Because to me, I was still, or I'm you know, still experiencing that type of belief or thinking that discipline means uh, rules, like rules. And this fiery, feisty, spontaneous Aries that I am, it can't be, resists rules a lot of the times, um, uh, rebels against them, but not historically, at least so, you know, the early part of my life in a way that was beneficial, right? It was rebelling and suffering undesirable consequences, not good ones, instead of rebelling in a sense of breaking out of the box and moving me forward, maybe in a different way. So I know logically in my brain that discipline and structure are actually the keys. Those are the things that are going to create uh, and maintain that freedom that I desire, right? That freedom, that spontaneity, to that freedom to be spontaneous, that freedom to go exploring. And this ties in very specifically to that Sagittarius full moon that is the opposition of the Taurus new moon because Sagittarius is, is that arrow, right? Shooting that arrow and adventure and travel and doing the fun things. And so I'm also an Aries sun sign. So tied with that 
Sagittarius fire, it's like, I really just want to be doing the things. I want to be experiencing the results. I want to be living the, the fruits of my labor, if you will. And so <laughs> that freedom, though, that I desire is going to be sustained and uh, long living by focusing on the wax on, wax off activities, the stuff that seems kind of pointless, that I don't know what this will be leading to, but that I have to develop that muscle memory for so that it becomes automatic and routine. And I don't have to focus so much on thinking wax on and wax off. It just happens. And that's not going to be the result unless I actually continue to do that. So if you can relate to that where you're, you know, maybe going through taking action and you're like, is this even doing any good? Is this developing or reaping or moving me towards any kinds of results because I'm really not seeing things. But for the longevity of whatever mine or your desires are, that foundation really does need to be uh, solidified. So the freedoms that I'm looking for and that I desire to have on an ongoing permanent basis and whatever you're looking for need to be developed and the foundations need to be uh, established. And so this resistance that I was, that I had been experiencing and realized to my word of the year and to actual discipline, establishing, implementing discipline on my own, right? Because it has to come from me. Someone else telling me to do it is not the result. I'm responsible for myself. And that has been a huge lesson for me to to learn and implement over time as well. And I'm continuing. I am continuing to learn <laughs> and realizing that I'm still in the process of learning and really um, getting the benefit of all of this lesson. And so the resistance that I was noticing and feeling led me to not fully showing up and taking action as the full-time, so to speak, entrepreneur that I envision myself and desire myself to be. I have manifested the time and the location freedom to do that, right? I have, through setting intentions and being intentional about my actions and my thoughts, I have seen, I am experiencing those results of manifesting the time freedom that I can set my schedule my own way. I don't have to be anywhere for like physical appointments outside of my home. I can choose to work from home or I can choose to have co-working days with friends. I can work at the library, at a coffee shop. So I have that. That is a manifested result that I can say, yes, I've done it. I've manifested as well as the location freedom. As long as I have an internet connection or a Wi-Fi connection, hotspot, et cetera, I can do my work from anywhere, you know, be it here at home or, you know, going to my brother's house uh, during the week, going anywhere. I could take a vacation and do work along the way. And that's really what my big vision is, is just it's it's to have a life that I don't want a vacation from which to me embodies, it was like, yes, I will be working sometimes when I'm out traveling or doing things. And that's okay, because it's not going to be all the time. 
But the freedom to do that comes from the discipline of implementing structure, the discipline and the um, stick-to-itiveness, if you will, of learning how to establish the frameworks and the things that do work on autopilot, but they're not going to happen by themselves. And I have to learn the process and see how these things all work together, which is developing that earth energy foundation, that stability, that long-term um, st structure that will support my business as it is now and as it expands and scales. And so that resistance led me to not fully showing up in doing those things. I continue to show up for my weekly lives and the podcast and the things that are, that don't feel hard, that don't feel like rules or discipline or structure, but I did not step into and embody that, well, that version of me that had already, you know, implemented these structures and was living that desired result. So um, let's see. So I wrote here, this resistance has led to me not fully showing up and taking action as the full-time entrepreneur I envision. And so um, I was given, I have, like I said, I just talked myself a little bit into a, a circle here, but I manifested the time freedom and I am not, or had not been fully taking advantage of it. I was not planning my day and time blocking and batching and these things because it felt hard and it felt not fun. So they weren't the things that I gravitated to. And so this is what I started experiencing and realizing and writing about in my journal as we approached and through the Taurus lunar cycle. And what happened as we kind of, as we got to Gemini, the Gemini new moon, that's when it really started becoming clear. And I started experiencing more things in my life that it's like, well, if you're not taking advantage of what is available to you, then why still have it? Which showed up to me for me as an increased um, uh, workload, but that wasn't really benefiting me in, in my job sense, right? It's like, great. I have taken the actions and done the things to create this time freedom, but not taking advantage of it, led it to it being filled up by other things that were not my choice, not my, my choosing. And so the Gemini new moon, the opposition, that midpoint at the full moon is the Capricorn full moon. And the Capricorn full moon also happens to be this midpoint of the year, of the calendar year, uh, because the new moon in Capricorn is at the beginning of the year, somewhere around December or January, depending on when it falls. But I use the Capricorn new moon as the moon to set my intentions and goals and look at the things that uh, will move my business forward because Capricorn is referred to a lot of times as the CEO of the Zodiac. So it's the get things done, put those blinders on and just take the steps and do the actions to get you to the top of the mountain. And so that you can see and experience the results. So I use the Capricorn new moon to set those intentions and that's where I also work with the word of the year. And so 
the Capricorn now full moon is six months later at around that, you know, that, that midpoint of the year, June, July, somewhere in there. And so with that, it's a check-in time. It's a perfect time to check in on those intentions and how I'm embodying or making decisions with the word of the year based on the word of the year that I had chosen. And so in reflecting on that, I did um, implement and I have experimented with various habits and structures that um, some worked and some didn't. And some of those are instead of planning, because planning was also something that was really, it's not easy for me now, but it was really challenging. I really struggled with looking at a calendar and it's like, well, I don't know how to plan for this whole year, like when I'm going to do workshops and when I'm going to do classes and what, you know, I just kind of go as I go, like month by month or week by week. But that was not working for me, obviously, because I was like, I was doing things a lot of the times last minute and in doing the day to day type of activities without batching them or planning them, I was not able to benefit and take advantage of the time freedom and location freedom that I have successfully manifested for myself. So things that I tried, for example, that seemed to be working, I had, instead of doing the whole full year planning, I have gone from planning, uh, how do I write this down? Monthly, weekly, and daily. So it seems like a lot more, but really it's not because I can look at the big picture and then break down the smaller weekly components so I know what my week looks like. And then I can look at the day and what specific things I need or want to fit in during that day. But starting with the bigger picture and breaking it down on a monthly scale has actually made it easier for me to do it on a quarterly scale. And so I have not, I will be honest with you right now is July 23rd of 2023. I don't have the rest of the year planned out, but I do have a framework for this quarter, which started in July. July, August, September is quarter three. And the fact that I have a framework and an idea of what my classes and workshops and schedules are loosely for this entire quarter is a huge win for me. So I definitely wrote that down and acknowledged that in my journaling that, okay, not everything has worked, okay, I don't have all of the structure and all of the dis discipline nailed down, but look at this. This is what I have accomplished. And if you've been listening to any of the uh, Lunar Year podcast episodes where I connect the lunar cycle to a 12-month calendar year, right now we're in summer and that is the full moon period. So the Capricorn... Capricorn mid-year check-in ties in with this summer shadow work type of, you know, seasonal energy. And so I am celebrating that and very in line with the energies of the lunar cycle and the solar cycle, I'm seeing the things that have, that I have been resisting, uh, to line up with my word of the year. So it's like a, it was a reset for me. And I was able to say, okay, this is what's working. How can I get myself 
to continue improving. And what I learned through an audio book that I listened to was focus on doing smaller improvements on a daily basis. It's referred to as 1% improvement day by day. So instead of trying to go full bore into implementing absolutely every structure and every system that I know will move my business forward because that feels chaotic, what is 1% improvement? And that's where I really fine-tuned that monthly or am fine-tuning, if I'm being honest. I am still fine-tuning that monthly, weekly, daily planning. And when I don't do it perfectly or that great, I come back to it, which is also a huge win for me because there had been times in my life in the past where if something I fell off the bandwagon or I didn't stick to it, I'd just say, fuck it. You know, there's no more, there's no reason I already fell off. And this example, this podcast is a perfect example of that as well, where I didn't do the Taurus new moon episode by itself. And I might've before a previous version of me might've said, oh, well, that's it. I, you know, what point, what's the point of going forward? I already fell off. I'll have to wait till the next new year or the next Aries season or whatever to start. And that's absolutely not true. So I'm living it and exemplifying it now. And as it turns out, it worked out perfectly to talk about these two lunar cycles together. So another other habits that I've that I have worked on and tried out to see if if they benefit me or not are doing morning pages in my journaling. Uh, having a magic morning routine. That's not a term I came up with. I learned that from uh, a an Instagram page that I follow. Um, of course, it's not coming to me now, but I will try to remember to, to mention or tag in the notes. So if it's not there and you're listening to this and reading the show notes, please feel free to message me uh, and remind me. But the magic morning is my um, my morning routine and the, the 1% improvement I learned from the book called 5am club. And that talks about a morning routine called the morning victory hour, where from five to 6am is when you set yourself up and prime yourself for a successful day by doing exercise first thing, then some type of reflection or learning and then some journaling and it's 20 minutes each each period and so i have tweaked that and tweaked my journaling so that i do uh the daily diaries or magic morning journaling during that hour but my morning pages is no longer my morning pages it comes later in the day because what i realized by trying to do morning pages right off the bat, I wasn't getting to my work tasks right away. I was letting it uh, push that further into the morning because I would write longer in morning pages. I'd write for about half an hour or so. Whereas with the um, magic morning, it's like a quick jotting down of ideas. And then later on in the day, or even in the next few days, then I can expand on that more. And when I have the time, but just that first hour, priming and setting my day up, then getting some work done from like six to eight, 
and then actually getting ready for my day really has, I have seen and I'm experiencing a lot better results. I'm getting things done, the hard things out of the way in that first two hours of work. And then I can take a break and whether that's going to, you know, on a walk with my dad or doing something else, I've already gotten something done and accomplished. And so that experiment is working currently. I really like just narrowing it down to those three important things, 20 minute chunks right off the bat. And then when I have time for more, or if I have time for more later in the day or later in the week, I do more of it. But no matter what, I get those things done at least on a 20 minute scale every single day. And something else that I wrote down uh, to try and implement for this last half of the year or during this last half of the year is writing down about 10 ideas per day. Uh, because that is something that I that was shared by a coach of mine that also starts the habit of generating ideas and documenting them. It doesn't mean that I'm going to have to do something about them or take action on them right away, but I have this record and it starts uh, developing that muscle memory of my brain, generating ideas and how how they come to me and jotting them down so that I don't have to try and remind myself or remember them later on demand, which likely will not happen. And another thing that I'm taking more seriously, which I had loosely been working with before, is planning with the moon. And so this podcast, again, on the day that I'm recording this, is a perfect example of that because we are in a Libra moon today. And Libra is an air sign, which is about communication. And so I'm recording this podcast on a Libra moon day to support that clear communication and getting my points across. And so this is something that I am also focusing on implementing more seriously through the second half of the lunar cycle. And I've also noticed in just this short time that it's also easing how that resistance that I had to the planning and the structure and the systems. So following the signs and the elements of the zodiac to to uh, how I want, you know, what I include on my to-do list, what activities I do when is making a noticeable difference. And I haven't even fully experienced it yet for, because I just started this back for in about June. So it's not, it's been maybe a month. I'd have to look back and see when, when the actual dates were that I did all this reflecting, but I'm noticing it. And so that resistance that I started noticing about resisting my word of the year and not fully showing up is easing, which again, perfectly aligns with the seasonal energies of, of summer, full moon season, <laughs> looking at what I have been resisting, letting it go and finding a new way forward, a new way uh, to do things. So they have not all been successful and I have not been 100% like, yes, I've done this every single day all the time, but the more I do it, the better I feel. It's like, yes, I have more time that I can say I've done this and I'm seeing the results. So on the days that I don't stick to it, it's like, but I want to keep seeing the results. So 
the results that I'm experiencing are now my driving and motivating factor. But I personally had to be responsible and take responsibility for myself to get through that hard part until I started seeing and noticing and experiencing results. Because no one's going to do it for us. I did a story on this uh, or I, or a, a reel. It's like, no one's going to do this for us. And that's one of those things that we hear and that when we really take it in, it stings a little bit because it's like, man, but I, it would really be easier. But then we start to realize that taking account, accountability for ourselves, responsibility for ourselves, that's how we really ultimately ex experience the results. Um, and so the this message with checking in at the halfway point with the Capricorn full moon and noticing that I was resisting my own word of the year is that I cannot grow my business beyond its current level. I can't scale it. I can't do bigger things without taking it seriously, showing up seriously and focusing on the things that move me forward, the actual uh, priority tasks instead of the fluff tasks or the filler tasks. And the universe is serving me up everything I need, everything I need. And it's up to me to take advantage of it because I would not be getting these lessons. I would not be getting these realizations or these opportunities if I was not ready for it. So if you can resonate with any of that, just know that the hard parts are temporary but they stay hard or we know they're going to be hard if we don't, you and I both don't stick with it until we start seeing results because no one's going to do it for us. So the hard parts are temporary so long as we learn the lessons and take the actions and move forward and focus on the 1% improvements little by little, which when you look backwards and connect the dots is actually compounding on itself. And it's multiplying and getting you bigger results than by simply focusing is in going, I'm going to go full bore and I need to see the full results. And so this we're into the uh, cancer new moon season now. And I'm actually already seeing messages and connections to these lessons as we move through this lunar cycle, which I will share with you on the next lunar lessons podcast. So I would love to hear your thoughts. If you have questions or if you have something you would like me to cover about this lunar lesson and working with the lunar cycle with planning, etc., uh, send me an email. The email to reach me is vision, V-I-S-I-O-N at bluemoonmanifestations.com. And I would love to hear what your thoughts and what your experiences are and where you are in your journey. Are you just starting or are you uh, uh, working with the moon aficionado and longtime, <laughs> you know, moon follower? I'd love to know. And I will talk to you next time, guys. Take care.